Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. We know your life will be changed for the better by listening to God's word. If you'd like to know more about Trinity Beaumont or contribute to our ministry, please visit www.trinitybeaumont.com. Grateful people sound like it. <laughs> Come on. Stay, stay right there. Come on. Grateful people sound like it. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. You know, something I was uh, thinking of as we were praising. Um, over here in the corner, I was jumping and dancing and shouting. And uh, I, I don't know if I'm a little more radical for one reason or another. Um, but I guess, I guess um, I've started to come to some terms with how um, messed up things feel around me. Not to blame or point fingers or anything like that. You know, we don't, we don't fight against flesh and blood, right? Who do we fight against? We fight against principalities, powers, rulers in, in high places. So this is war, right? What, what we are here doing is waging war. And I, and I started to see that. I started to realize that. Come on, you can shout about it. You can get excited about that. Come on, because we're on the winning side. So that means there's good news. I start to sound like Jason. Good news for all people. It's not a bad message. I like it. And so I, I, I thought, you know what? It kind of seems a little silly. I'm in here dancing and shouting around, and the room's not full, right? You're thinking, well, the building's unfinished, right? My finances are undone. Do I really have a reason to praise? Maybe you're in this place this morning, and you're, you're um, you guys can be done. Thank you so much. And, and, and um, come on, will you guys make some noise for the band? Woo, they're awesome. Love these guys. Don't go too far watching you guys. I'm, I'm, I need them here in a couple minutes. Um, maybe you're in this place this morning and you're thinking, well, I don't really have a reason to praise. No, you do. It's for your family members. It, it, you know, you might not be broken this morning. You're good. You can, if you want to hang out there, you can. But I mean, look around us, guys. Do we live in a broken world? There's a reason to shout and praise. It's because, it's because of the economy that we live in. And I'm not talking about, you know, financial economy. I'm talking about the, the system and economy of, of the world, the broken, the cursed world. Now, we know, and I'm, I'm getting off on a little tangent because I really, I really do want to preach this morning. You guys okay if I preach? Is that cool with you guys? Yeah. Because um, I, I did prepare a message, and I feel like there's somebody in here who needs to hear it. Um. We know that uh, Jesus came to restore us. Galatians teaches us this, that we aren't cursed anymore. Yeah, come on, hallelujah. I'm glad. You ought to be glad. You need to know what that has to deal with, and I think that uh, there's a lot of ignorance there, but that's okay. I'm not going to teach about that this morning, even though I could, and, and, you know, it, it should be talked about. So go read Galatians and then go back and read Deuteronomy and then go back and read Genesis because the, the value of this is so 
so amazing because then it goes on to talk about how um, he who is hung from a tree will be cursed. Talking about Jesus hung on a cross. Jesus became the curse in order for you and I to become and be, be blessed. And, and the value and importance of that is just so much more than, than we can begin to um, understand and, and like appreciate. You know how that sometimes, um, you remember when I talked about uh, Acres of Diamonds and the guy had this like massive diamond on his mantle but didn't know the value of what he had. So many times, believers, us, you and I, we skip over the value of who we're talking about, the person we're coming into contact with, the the magnitude and majesty of of the person of Jesus, just because we don't know. But that doesn't mean that we should stay in a place of ignorance. Now, I'm not saying that that you should be shamed or, or there's condemnation if you're like, well, I don't get excited when I hear the name of Jesus. Well, learn, understand why there is value and importance in his name. Like, understand why that he said that those who have been anointed have been anointed to set the captives free. There's my bridge to my, to my uh, marked message today. Because we have been marked for a mission. And our mission is absolutely that. That is one of our missions, one of our core missions. Would you put Luke 4.18 up there for me, Morgan? I didn't give that scripture to you. She's gonna, he's gonna help you. Um, go to the Amplified, please. Because for each, for each and every single one of you, and I've been preaching this now for like six weeks, right? We're in like the sixth week of this March, marked series. And for those of you who don't know what marked means, it's, it's an interchangeable word for anointing. And anointing has to do with being marked, like I said, which has to deal with God's favor and approval coming on your life. Luke 4.18. Sometimes I talk too fast. It's hard to keep up with me. Y'all make some noise for the one and only Miss Morgan LeBlanc. Wait, not LeBlanc. Slaughter. Please forgive me, Mr. Slaughter and Mrs. Slaughter. Um, I love you guys so much. And I applaud you guys on your love for each other. It's, it is truly uh, inspiring. And um, thank you so much for being such great servants and displays of Jesus to us. Yeah, they're awesome. I love the Slaughters. Um, okay, so the Spirit of the Lord is upon what? And you're like, like you said that sentence, but what does that actually mean? The Spirit of God. Can you know God's Spirit? Not a trick question. Yes, you can. And you should know God's Spirit. And the reason that God's Spirit is upon you is what it goes on to say. Because he has what? Anointed. This is marked. Anointed and marked. God has marked and anointed you to do what? To preach the good news. Oh, I'm not a pastor. I don't want to get on stage. Whoever said anything about wanting? I mean, you think Jesus wanted to go to the cross. You, maybe you misunderstood or, or haven't read the portion in the Gospels where Jesus is sweating blood and begging his father God, if there's any other way, please take this cup for me. Nevertheless, not my will. Okay, so now that we move past that, do you want to do this? I was reading in Mark this last week, and, and they're talking to Jesus in, in this uh, passage, and they say, hey, your family's here. 
And Jesus said, who are my mothers and my, who are my mother and brothers and sisters? Now, he doesn't deny that they're his family. But he's, he goes on to say this. He says, whoever, somebody say whoever. Whoever does the will of my father is my family. That makes me and you royalty, baby. That means that you and I, which the Bible goes on to tell us this many times, we are joint heirs, co-laborers together with him. And if, and if that is true, then that means that you and I are destined to share in some suffering. Oh, you just wanted to talk about the glory that we're going to have. I know I do. I don't like talking about suffering. But if you and I are going to accurately look at what it means to be anointed and marked by God for his, his will and purpose here on earth as it is in heaven, it, because don't mistake this, that God's will and purpose will come to pass. The, so the rain falls from the heaven and then returns. God's word that has departed from his mouth will not return void. It will accomplish everything. Come on, somebody ought to shout about that. Everything. Come on, what are the promises that God has been speaking about you that you've been holding on to? It's going to come to pass. Hey, hallelujah. That's a reason to shout about you waiting on a, on a godly husband. Thank God he's on the way. Godly wife. Whatever it is that you're believing him for. He, he not only wants to give that thing to you, but he wants to give it to you in a measure better. Come on, check out Morgan and Colin. He don't deserve her. Look at Gary. He don't deserve, I don't deserve my wife. There are, things, there are things that they don't deserve that we, that we can give from the love of Christ that emanates from our heart. But the point is this. Our will must die. And, and being marked is not about you doing something. It's about God doing something great through you. I, I get that, you know, we want to change the world. We want, we want to be the change that we want to see. But no single individual can do this. That's why he breathed his life into each and every single one of us that we can together, somebody say together, be the change by loving one another, by loving one another. I mean, you're looking for something special to do, just be, love them. How many of you guys in here know your neighbors, all your neighbors by, by name? And he said, love your neighbor. Oh, but, but see, that's not funny, actually. See, that, that's sad because we're not actually doing what the gospel told us to do. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't love our, our neighbor, the ones that we work together with, and you're like, but I know them by name. Well, that's good. Good, you're doing part of it. Now, keep working at it. Because if, since we're marked, we're marked for a mission, and the mission is to be Jesus. That's not blasphemy. That's not heresy. That's the Bible. So the, I, I think the breakdown and, and the part where we have a, a trouble following um, is how do we get there? How many of you guys are thankful for navigation, GPS, Waze, Google Maps? How about, how about those of us who are in school, textbooks? I mean, maybe, maybe you... Uh, have worked on a technical school, right? Daniel, you're going to LIT, right? That's a technical school, right? Do they have books there to train you, right? And what are you training for? General studies right now. And in the general studies, you have to read those textbooks to pass the test. 
Okay. He said, yes. So you and I, in turn, must read and read and read and read the textbook. Because if we're going to get like that, we got to find out what it is exactly we're supposed to look like. And it's not multiple choice. The gospel is not a multiple choice. If it were, then Jesus wouldn't have said, I'm the only way. But the gospel is good news. Oh, come on, somebody. I said the gospel is good news. Jesus said this in John 1. Oh, no, excuse me. Sometimes when people say, so-and-so said this in the Bible, it, it's understood that this person was the one who penned these words. However, that being said, it needs to be really fully taken into consideration that when we read the Bible, we are reading Jesus. So John did write this in John, but we are reading about Jesus. John 1.12. But all who believed in him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. There is a differentiation, and you, you and I need to understand this, that we are not automatically born children of God. Now, I'm not talking about being saved. They're, they're, we're automatically born into this world innocent until the time comes where we learn to understand the difference between right and wrong. And at that point, our conscious, as most people refer to it, our spirits... Uh, has a, a comprehension and must make a decision as to whether or not we will accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. Now, aside from that, there are a lot of people walking around, and I say people, image bearers of Jesus walking around here on the earth that don't know they've been marked. But when you and I come into agreement with a scripture that says, to all who believed, somebody say that word, believed him, he gave what? The rights to become children of God. So that means what? If you don't believe or if you are an unbeliever, then you're, you're not a child of God. I didn't say you're not an image bearer, that you don't have the right to be a child of God, but you're not a child of God. Now, the reason this is important is because this goes hand in hand with our mission. Our mission is to what? Make disciples. That's another one. There's, there's lots of sub points to this mission, but, but, the big one is what Luke 4.18 says. Preach the good news. Somebody say, preach the good news. Preach the good news. You have to ask yourself the question, though. Do you really believe it's good news? Because if you do, then your face would say it. Your life would testify of it. That you have been found. You once were lost, but now you're found. People who, who are lost are sad. They look like the world looks. I'm not saying if you're in the world and you feel lost, or maybe you're in the kingdom and you feel lost, that you're, you're all wrong and you're missing it. I don't want you to misunderstand that. There, there's always more of you to be found. Because in him, we're, we're fully known. We're, we're made complete. But so much of our life is is has identity in this world. And so because of that, we feel confusion. Hello, come on. We feel depression. We feel anxiety. We, we feel all these feelings. And that's okay. Feelings are, are supposed to be felt. But, but to those who've been born again, we shouldn't set our sight on things that we can hold on to here, but things eternal. 
And, and so within that context, it means that we should chase after that mission. And I want to get into submission next week. And I'm telling you, you do not want to miss it. But, but this week, I had to really highlight this, that you and I have been marked for a mission. I think so many times, myself included, I get so preoccupied. How many of you guys have a busy schedule, right? You're going to school. You've got a family. You work a job, right? And, and busy is sometimes an understatement. And as a matter of fact, we've, we're missing our, our elder this morning, Mr. Granger, because that guy has been going in it. Please remember David in your prayers this week. Uh, his family is shaking their head. They're like, yes, like it's been two weeks now and he's been going through a world of trouble. But does that, does that mean that God's not on his side? Right, does that mean that he's lost? Even though he's experiencing trouble? No, but, but does that mean that he should forsake the mission? Do you see what I mean? Like there, there's a point to what you're going through and we've been talking a lot about that, about the hits of life, Right? How, what kind of life would it be for us to live and follow in the footsteps of Jesus but never, never suffer, never experience any trouble? How much like Christ would we be? We wouldn't. Now, I'm not saying, don't misunderstand this. Don't go to the other side of the ditch here. Well, I've got to suffer. No. Pump the brakes, fam. No, don't do that. Don't, please, please. Read Isaiah 53. He bore our shame. He bore our guilt. By his stripes, we are healed. So just because you're not dealing with sickness doesn't mean that that you're missing it because the truth of God's word says that we should live that way. But just because we don't doesn't mean that you're missing it either. So make sure that you keep the mission central. What's the mission? Well, definitely making disciples. But even more than that, it's it's being his disciple. Yeah, you. It's being like Jesus, the best way that you know how, and then bouncing that best way that you know how to be Jesus' disciple off of your neighbor. That's why he said, love your neighbor as yourself. They're doing it wrong. (laughs) You're doing it wrong, (laughs) right? Like we all have, we all got our own way that we read scripture. We all have our own way that we, we identify with things in the Bible. But just because, just because we're missing the mark doesn't mean we're wrong. It just means we need a, a, a deeper and bigger revelation of love. And, and I really believe that so many of, of, of us, you and I, we need that. We need a deeper and bigger revelation of love because we give up. It's okay. I, I get hopeless a lot. You can ask Caitlin. She like talks me off a ledge like once a day at least. I'm serious. Like I get so frustrated. Come on, how many of you guys know this? Like you have been dealing with something, a person, right? Someone, grades. I mean, I don't know what it is. Relationship, finances. You're like, I give up. I'm just doomed to have like, must be, I must be cursed. You know what I'm talking about. Family members, jobs, situations. You look around the world, you think, I better just hunker down. Like there, I don't want to get into that. (laughs) I don't want to. But you and I know (laughs) that there are people that just, they like, they want to be recluse because this world is so screwy. 
screwed up, screwy. And she said, what a word. I get it. What's the mission? Come on. What's the mission? What's the mission? What is the mission that God has given you? What is the mission that we all have as believers? What is the mission that that is unique that God has given you? Do you know that? Have you gone back to spend time in God's presence and find out the last thing that he's called you to do? You can be confused. You can be distracted. Or you can can live in surrender. You can't do both, though. I'm guilty. A lot of times, a lot of days, a lot of moments. Frustrated. You, You know, you can't be in faith and be frustrated. I mean, at least I don't think you can. It doesn't make sense to me. Why would somebody who trusts God completely with their entire life be frustrated? Because they want control. I brought uh, McKenna's toy with me this morning because I'm a dad, a little little girl. Shout out to all my uh, girl dads out there. That's such a thing. And uh, this is my life right here. It's odd colors and shapes. Some parts are more colorful than others. Some are not. And uh, this is what my life looks like a lot of days. I get up and I say, I'm going to take all this and fit it in there. Right? A lot of our life, we're like, okay, well, we'll just drop all that because that's hopeless. And we're going to make this work right here. Like, I don't want to break my daughter's blocks, but in reality, that's what it looks like. We'd be like taking parts of her life apart because they're like, it's got to fit, got to fit. Like relationships that he told you, don't go there. <laughs> what about finances that you're like um, trying to trust in yourself? And uh, you're like, the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the, for, you know, the righteous. And so uh, I'm just going to trust God in faith. You know, swipe that credit card. You know what I'm saying? Like, the wealth of the wicked. It's coming. Like, by faith. Like, who said I really needed to, you know, watch my spending? (laughs) It goes there. Promise. Trust that, Lord. (laughs) Swipe. What else? Friendships. We're like, uh, you know what? I'm not really a red person anymore. Like, we're just going to put that over there. God's like, I, I, you know, I told you Keep them included. He's like, you know where they fit. I said I don't know where they fit. You know where they fit. No, seriously, this is me in my life. You know where they fit. Does this shape not go in here? Maybe I grabbed the wrong block. We'll just pretend it's this one. You know where they fit. I think something else it looks like is um, our problems are like this. I need some help with this one. Do I? No, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Okay. 
this is our life from start to finish. It's in a lot of pieces, you know, you know how it is. And then um, this is what it looks like in God's hand. But you and I, where are those bricks at? Go ahead. You and I, it looks like this. Now, they're muscular, and they're boys, and they can carry these things around. It doesn't look heavy. But it's heavy to me. Like, this got to be at least, like, 20 pounds. I don't know, 15, 20, something like that. You can set it down. This is our life. This is our problems. They make messes. They look ugly. We don't like looking at them. And God's like, I work all things for your good. You're like, hmm. That part? Yep. Missional people understand the greatness of God. You could write that down. People who are on a mission understand the greatness of God, not your ability. It's not about your ability. Now, I, I, know, I know that, that you, you might be able. You might have saved some people. You might have done some stuff. Got any EMT people in the room? Right? I thank God for, for those who are first responders. I'm not saying, I, I don't, I don't want to say that your job is invaluable. What I, what I want to point out, though, is it's what God does through you that's supposed to get the glory. And so many times, I think what happens is that we hold on to the things that we accomplish, and they end up weighing us down. Like successes and failures, right? Like a lot of times, like, maybe you're really smart. Maybe you're like... You guys are idiots. That goes there. We're going to put the top back on. I'm not this person. Some people are really smart, though. Like, God's given them an amazing uh, head on their head. And they know how to fit all the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between where it's supposed to go. And their life looks pretty put together. But you know what they have a hard time doing? Trusting. Because they can't make sense out of how a good God can leave the world the way it is. Can I encourage you to let go this morning? Let go and let God. There are some parts of our life that don't fit anywhere, and only, only he knows the back door. Can you come hold this? Anybody? Okay, remember, this is our life. All of our years, all of our problems... God holds it in his hand like this. And then God's got this really nice bucket to hold the world. And he'll leave the 99 for the one. Don't you worry. <laughs> Thank you. Missional, under pe- missional people understand the, the importance of the mission. Like, don't you dare for one minute think like your part isn't important. Each and every single one of us have been given a unique design and perspective. And that's why they are the way they are. 
That's why you are the way that you are. It doesn't mean that they're more valuable or you're any less valuable or vice versa. Now, a lot of times we view things that way. Remember in, in Samuel, when we first started reading this story, when I did the very first message it marked, and the prophet Samuel comes to Jesse's house. And if, for those of you who maybe don't know or haven't been following along with this series, this marked message is talking about the king of Israel being anointed and how Saul was disobedient. And there, there's big markers there for disobedience and, and obedience. And, and he was just a little shepherd boy. And his brothers had gone to school. They got degrees, right? Anybody in here got any degrees? Yeah? A few of you? They looked, they looked well qualified. And I'm not saying that God's not going to use your things that, are, that make you who you are. But the guy comes in. He's got the robe. Like, he looks good. He's got the car. You know, he's got everything in order. And the Lord said, don't look at the way things look on the outside. Don't you know that I'm more attentive to the nature of the heart, to, to the heart of the matter? I'm more attentive to the heart of the matter. I, I get it. Yours in my life, it's screwy. It's messed up. Like, I get it. Like, I live in here. Hello. I mess up the same as you. I got my shortcomings. I, I think things that I shouldn't. Go places that I, I shouldn't. Not any, not often anymore, do things that I shouldn't, right? I, get, I just get busy. But that doesn't disqualify me from the mission. The mission, we're marked for a mission. And the mission is to be obedient to God. You know, if I, it, and I know you're like, oh, well, what a letdown. Like, that's not like, I could have figured that on my own. Could you have? I was in my kitchen last night listening to the Donut Man. Obedience brings joy is one of the songs. And, and I, my father's been talking to me about something going on that he's just asking me to, you know, continue to be consistent in an area that I've had trouble being consistent in. Anybody? Got areas like that, right? And I just want to put it down. I'm like, it doesn't, like, I don't like that color. <laughs> I don't want to, God. <laughs> My life is full the way that it is. Sorry, that was kind of loud. Right? Like, it's pretty. It's good enough. How many of us look around the world and we're like, ooh, like, that's messy. That's smelly. They're dirty. The mission is people. I'm closing. I brought another toy with me. This is how you, this is how you know I got a baby a child. I was thinking uh, another, another example would be like this, where it's like a lot of times, these are all the different areas of our life, and we're trying to figure out how to add things up. Don't nobody know how to use one of these things? And this is us with our life. We're like, God, stay over there. Come here, Kenny. Come be God. Come and, uh, come and help me with my life. It's Sunday. Yes, hallelujah. Lord, you can have it all. All right, it's Monday. Get out of here. That don't go. <laughs> I ain't doing that. Yeah, you could go sit down. Perfect. Um, give that. <laughs> Love them. 
<laughs> Hold up. <laughs> See, God, you're a God of order, and that definitely doesn't go there. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. But are we really willing to die to ourselves for the mission? What's the mission? It's people. How many of us, how many times do we give up? Do we lose hope? And before you start trying to like be a better Christian, don't. Don't do that. Don't be a better Christian. Remember that you and I are the persons that Jesus died for. You know, when our life is full of sin, the black one, for sure, sin, and we don't deserve any health, he took that for us. We don't deserve any life, joy, we don't deserve that, he took that. We don't deserve family, being adopted into a family that's everlasting. We don't deserve that. He gave us that. He took our place. Money. You know, having, having a life of, of enough. Maybe, maybe you're in a place this morning where you're, you're needing help. I'll be the first to say I've got, you know, I'd be happy to give you some money because the, the kingdom, the kingdom is, it's not of eating and drinking. It's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And within those things, within the context of the kingdom comes a life of, like, I pour out mine for yours because I understand the value. Like, here's, here's what most of us like to do. We like to hold on to everything. We like to, we like to keep, keep what we have because we're afraid of losing it. But Jesus promises, he said, if you hold on to your life, you'll lose everything. What profit is it to a person for, for you to gain the world but lose your soul? I just wonder if there's anybody in here who feels inspired by the mission this morning. Anybody? Yeah, a couple of people. Cool, awesome. Then my, my job is a success and, and complete. Would you come forward? I'd love to pray for you. Maybe you're feeling like you, you need prayer to be missionally motivated. Can I pray for you too? Come on, those of you who raised your hand, come on, I just want a simple prayer. Come on. Don't wait another minute. If you want to be activated to be missional, come on. We're just gonna, we're gonna join hands together up here. And we're just gonna pray as a family. Maybe you've lost sight of the mission. Maybe you're tired of dealing with these heavy weights called your life. You need to give it up to him. Come on, come now, don't wait. If you're online, please let us know that you need prayer. I'd love to pray with you today. we just worship? Why don't you guys just join hands? Come on, these guys are fired up. Thank you, Lord, that you impart the mission to us, the the mindset to us, Lord, the, the joy of what it means to surrender, the joy of what it means to follow, the joy of what it means to to lay down and let go. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Come on. Is there anybody else? We're just going to sing for just a few more lines. He meets us where we're at. Come on. It's okay that you, you've lost hope. It's okay that you've given up. Don't stay there. Don't stay alone. It's okay that you're overwhelmed. It's okay that maybe you've thrown away a piece of your life and God's like, I need you to go back and pick it up. It's okay. We're a family. We're in this together. Come on. Here he comes. Come on, see yourself worth dying for. Don't leave this place without knowing that you are the person that he died for, that he chose to give up his life for.